Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee. Aggressive. glee, glee, aggressive. glee. 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 All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a scandalous episode. <laughs> God damn it. Ooh, it's full of scandal. <laughs> of glee. Glee. Aggressive. aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And I only have one hand available to clap today. And I saw Bad Cinderella last night. <laughs> So, surprise, if you thought we were actually going to talk about this Glee episode, you were wrong. Honestly, it's going to come up multiple times in this recording, because there are a lot of similarities between the two. I'm troubled by that information. You should be. You all should be. If you're listening to this, okay. (laughs) Bad Cinderella derogatory. (laughs) Yes. And if we can get, if ten of you reach out, and gu- and guarantee that you will pay a five month subscription to a Patreon for three months. I or will... if sixty of you reach out and agree to pay, t- I've I thought I could do the math and I was wrong. That, I mean either or, <laughs> just about either or. If a bunch, if a group of you promise to subscribe to whatever Patreon we've been threatening for like three months. The first piece of content we will drop is my honest review of Bad Cinderella. Goddamn. So, uh, a positive review is what you're saying based on um, this. There were positive things about it. I'm sure there were. There's positive things about a lot of things Andrew Lloyd Webber does. Oh, yeah. We did a whole podcast on one of them. We're not We're not anti-Andrew Lloyd Webber. Not at all. But by the way, Karina. um yes. Not that we are reviving our original podcast, Podcasts, a show about cats, the musical, we not the animal. simply can't. There's no more cats. Uh, exactly. But if you if you go search Andrew Lloyd Webber on Apple Music, look what appears under Essential Albums. Hell yeah. Hell yeah it is. It is the original Broadway cast, the complete original Broadway cast recording of Cats. As it should so, be. So, yeah. Um, but I guess we should talk about Glee instead. I guess. Like... Whatever. All right. Well, we're here to discuss with you, not bad Cinderella, but Glee. And we're here to discuss season four, episode 12, untitled <sighs> Naked. <sighs> it originally aired January 31st, 2013, which makes Let sense me... why they did that one song at the end. Ugh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Let me open my notes because I just remembered I don't have them in front of me. Okay. Yeah. So... We open on Hunter talking to the press. He looks forward yes. to his day in court. And then we immediately get meta with one of the reporters going, what about the claims that you look too old to be in high school? And he loses his shit. Great. Okay. As a re- yeah. As yeah. a result, McKinley is going to regionals. That's convenient. It is convenient, isn't it? <laughs> Glee. When it's convenient. <laughs> Glee convenient. <laughs> Love it. Put it on a shirt. And um, then there's, like, this whole very meta um, thing with, like, the news anchor being like, this is this is what you call plots these days, and you're like, okay. Right. right. It's kind of an extended opening for for this joke. Right, and it kind of ends with, like, a Sue tantrum, but with the female anchor instead. Yes. Okay. Whose name I've already forgotten. 
so. I don't know if they even said it, but whatever. Also, I am so tired today because I was out seeing Bad Cinderella last night, so my notes... I just watched this uh, an hour or so ago. Let's see if my notes make sense. That's such a mood for this episode. Yeah. Anyway, Glee Club. Regionals on a whiteboard. Yay. Props to Sam and Blaine for their conspiracy theories. Yay. The one time it worked out for you. Um, but back to fundraising. We got to raise 400 bucks with three weeks less time. Um, so Finn, of course, proposes a bake sale. LOL, the only re- reason it was successful last time is because Puck spiked the cupcakes right. with marijuana. There was a quick cut to Sam going, I could sell more of my semen, and I laughed. More of it, yeah. I mean, he. I guess when your family's homeless, you gotta sell some semen, and that's just how it goes. At age 16, sure. Uh, we find out that region is in Indianapolis this year. Oh, right. Which is right. a fun fact that it doesn't matter, just... Oh, okay. We've learned that. Yeah. It's not at McKinley High School this time. Fine. Fine. But Tina has an idea on how to get the money. Let's do a Men of McKinley calendar. This seems inappropriate. (laughs) I agree. Also, shout out to Marley for, like, just truly a cutaway for the sake of context. As if Glee proper listened to our podcast and was like, what is time? And they were like, we'll tell you what time is. It's January. January. The only time you can legally sell a calendar. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, um, it's its crossing some weird lines re-underage people and... Oh, 100%. And selling a sexy calendar. Ne- but never forget that one time that... I forget exactly what the lesson was, but all I took away from my history lesson in 10th grade, not the whole class, but this mm-hmm. one lesson was, um, what if the guys of Suffern did a sexy guys of Suffern calendar? Um, and did you? No. Oh. I think it was a lesson on capitalism, but I forget. Well, that's also what this seems to be, because Kitty's like, girls buy things, so that's why a men's right? calendar would work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she lam- and she like bashes Twilight, because you know, right. of course. Uh, the only funny part about that was they cut away to Unique's like one line this episode. Unique gets a singular line, and it's Team Jacob. And he and. and- and Wade is, like, holding his hand up sassily, and Joe just, like, really sadly goes in for a high-five. Joe just it was so brilliant. Confused. Who's like, I'll high-five this, but I don't really understand what I'm high-fiving. Right, it's giving, I don't understand the question, but I will respond to right? it. Right, it's like, uh, I don't understand, but I support you. Um, right. This and is so- a very Twilight-heavy episode. <laughs> yeah, for what? For what? Um... <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I had another thought about that, too. What was it? Oh, oh, okay. So what's funny about that is not the actual line, but um, due to some circumstances, I watched part of this episode uh, in the car. Um, (laughs) You know how you do. You're just riding in the backseat and watching Glee. (laughs) And so I had my phone plugged in. So I could charge it because I was like, I can't. My phone. You're watching die. Glee in the backseat of a car. Yeah. Um. Which means because my phone was plugged in, it the car was picking up my audio. Yes. So Zach is driving the car, and he's basically listening to this episode like a podcast. I was gonna say like a fucking audio book. So we just get to the line, Team Jacob, and he's like, "Who said that?" Oh no! And I'm like, and I'm trying to explain to him. I'm like, okay, it was unique, um, but also I have you need to know that she just like high fived Joe, who is so confused as to why he's here. I'm trying to give like a play by play. Honestly, that might have been my favorite part of the episode. There are some good couple like little gags like that that got me. Yes, yeah. I mean, 
this is chock full of like Sam and Brittany one-liners. Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. Um, and speaking of which, we do cut to fondue for two. Yes, um, I loved like Brittany leaning over to Marley and being like, "What are you doing after school?" And then the hard cut to fondue for two. Right. It's like a casual way to bring up her bulimia, which is yuck. But... Oh, you know, it's real casual. You know why? Because why? Uh, she's like, oh, I heard you waited in line for the Hunger Games. And Molly's like, yeah, I love those. And she's like, is yeah. that because you relate because you're also hungry? And then to, in case that wasn't clear enough, a little graphic pops up at the bottom of the screen with a little cat face in like yep. children's hearing that says, Marley has bulimia. Right. And it's like dancing letters. And it did make me laugh quite a bit because that's like, you know what? Brittany would do that. She would. Absolutely on brand, on game. Um, and Marley to uh, def- to uh, Yeah, she deflect. tries to zag. She tries yes. to zag with the pet psychic. Right. And she cl- she claims herself a pet psychic. And she looks over and Lord Tubbington suddenly knows how to work a computer. Lord okay. Tubbington is the smartest cat of all. Oh, man. What would his cat song be if he was up for Heaviside Lair? I anyway, mean, right in about it. clearly he has a gambling it. addiction. So that's, yeah. that's, there's got to be something there. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was really funny because, like, it just opens up on gambling stuff. And Brittany's like, no, if Lord Tuffington's anything, it's he's a slumlord. Slumlord. Those families deserve better. What the <gasps> fuck? Damn. Yeah. Glee hates landlords. And you know what? That's one Fair. point for Glee. One point for Glee. Add it to the chart. Anyway, let's talk about boys. Please admit to the audience that you love Jake, because if Jake is willing to be is willing to get naked for you, you should be willing to get naked for him emotionally. Yeah, Marley's like, you want me to take off my clothes? And she's like, no, just tell him how you feel. And you're like, right. oh, okay. Thank you for clarifying. Sure, right. Because <laughs> otherwise, Can you imagine if that Marley was a plot like, line? Marley is like, Brittany's trying to drive me into dangerous territory. Oh, no, no, we're no. back on emotions. Got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, doesn't feel like the same thing, but okay. It is not the same thing, but I guess perhaps in Brittany S's Pierce's mind it is. Um. Anyway, cut to Figgins' office, opening with "You sexy teen imbeciles." Gotta stop doing things like that, Figgins. God, Figgins, we Figgins, can't keep doing this. Figgins, this is not the first time. Figgins, uh, no, baby. Um, SAT scores are in. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, yeah. Way to call your highest scoring and lowest scoring students in at the same that time is terrible you should not have done that even if they were right. dating it's not an appropriate use of their time right and it's I especially do... not appropriate to go in and be like one of you is the highest and one of you is the lowest because right that's pretty fucked up to say what the fuck and i do appreciate that they're just leaning into britney actually being a genius because she did get a twenty three fifty or something that's quite good quite well, good i don't actually know what is the highest SAT score? Oh, now it's uh, 1,600. So they actually oh, lowered it. Right. They did away with the essay part, right? I don't know. Or like, they did away with one of the sections, I think. There is very little um, that I could be caring less about than current SAT scoring scales. <laughs> yeah, same. But we got to talk about it anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, the way she got it was by filling in A for a while, then C, and then eventually drawing a hat and a penis by connecting the dots. Fine, but don't worry, Sam. You could be a, a, a personal trainer or a greeter at an Abercrombie. You could okay. be a greeter at the corporate headquarters of Abercrombie. Honestly, I did appreciate that because that's true. Yeah. That is a very good job if you have a lot of abs and no other prospects. <laughs> a lot of abs, yeah. Brody um, would probably be good at that job. Oh, I'm sure Brody's doing that job as we speak. Um, that's true. Anyway, speaking of which, uh, cut to Rachel auditioning for a senior film thesis thing. 
That's an allegory for the end of the world. You'd be playing me and my grandma in the flashbacks. But also, there's a topless scene. Cool? This... Okay, first of all, if this is a musical theater school, do they they also have a film program? I feel like this is where they realized that we were dragging them for being too much like AMDA, so they decided to make... They decided to drag the New York Film Academy into this. <laughs> and then they were like, also... Everything is still happening in this dance studio. Oh my god, yeah. I thought it was another teacher, but no. No, it's a senior who's doing a student film that sounds, to be fair, a lot like a student film. Oh, 100%. Sounds they like a nightmare. got that right. Yep. Um, and so, like, Rachel's got an internal monologue, and she's like, let's face it, my breasts are my money winners, or whatever. Yuck. Yuck. Like, they might be, but Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to know about it if that's the right. case. Right. I, I don't think we asked. We did not ask. As a result of this internal monologue, she is visited by past Ghost, Rachel. Ghosts of Rachel past. Ghosts of Rachel past. And you can Bobby tell Sox it's her and all. because she doesn't have bangs anymore. <laughs> it's just, that's it. And she's basically here to be the self-doubt voice. Um, yeah. Anyway, here's that one song by Natalie Imbruglia from the 90s. Remember that? <sighs> I do remember that song quite well, Ian. You want to know why? Why? Ian, this is the first song that One Direction ever sang together as a band. Anyway, uh, it's funny that they got to the point where the only person who would do a duet with Leah Michelle was Leah Michelle. <laughs> no one else was willing to sign up that day, so she's like, fuck it. I'll parent trap it. <laughs> it is parent trap energy. I love Torn as a song. I No, me too. I actually was like, I was into that. I feel like I was into that album when it came out in the 90s. I was like six, but like, I just remember like. <laughs> Six-year-old Ian reason, was like, it speaks to my soul. It's, yeah, I am wide awake and I can see the broken sky is torn. I was an existential child. That sounds right. I think yeah. they chose this song because they were like, it works on two levels. Rachel is torn about and naked or not. And she's lying, lying naked, naked on, on the, the floor. Floors. It says the word naked in it. And she's torn about it. No other symbolism. I imagine that they worked, I guess, backwards on yeah. that one, where they were like, okay, the song has the word naked in it. Oh. What can we do And it with just this? so happens to be called torn. Yes. I think we all deserve a raise. I think someone patted themselves too hard on the back for choosing this song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's it's good enough. Um. It was well directed. Yes. It was a fun. It was a fun device of her singing with herself and being like, "A lot like, of those oh, Rachel, cuts, like Rachel. a bunch of people are walking past her, and then suddenly they walk past, and it's and it's old Rachel. Old Rachel. Then it's at new one Rachel. point she's wearing the reindeer sweater. Um, yeah, I appreciated that. They really did a good job of making Leah Michelle look like not season old one Le- Leah Michelle, but at least season two, season three of Leah Michelle. Right of McKinley High. They Leah they have Michelle. made it clear like post makeover Rachel looks significantly different. Mostly it's the bangs and her hair is wavy and not strained anymore. But you know yes. And there was a one point where she was like, um, "Your hair's gotten a little out of control." You have to admit I, she was like, "Fair." Old Rachel was kind of slut shaming new Rachel too. Yo. And you're like, oh okay. Yeah. Anyway, the director needs to know right away so she can be fit for clown shoes. Here's the thing. We can debate the merit, uh, artistic merit of appearing topless in a student film um, all we want. But I will say, and I know this from having experienced college, if you do a naked thing in college, no matter what else you do, 
you will always be remembered for being the person who did the naked thing. Oh, 100%. And people will talk about it even 10 years oh, later. A thousand percent. Yes. Because we did a show where there were multiple naked people on the stage. Yeah, we still talk about it. We still talk. We did multiple shows with multiple naked people and we still talk about it. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't. I couldn't tell you what the show is about, but I know some choice facts about certain people's anatomy, so. <laughs> facts? Uh, some, yeah. Yeah. Uh, McKinley and Tina and we're in the hallway. Tina's like still yes. definitely trying to flirt with Blaine, and he's still just kind of like, yeah. "Here I am." Uh, <laughs> Once again, torn into, into pieces. pieces. Sam just walks in topless in a bathing suit and Uggs, that... which I did appreciate. I miss because, the Uggs. So they pan up because he's wearing Uggs, and then uh, and I appreciated that because it is January, and even um, Blaine is like. It's January, but he, like, right. so I'm like, of course, he's in his practical winter footwear, and then I mean, a bathing suit. You lose a lot of heat through the feet. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, this episode makes a lot of use of that, like, song that you use over flexing men. You know, the, like, yeah. dirty bump. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, that one. Chicka <laughs> That yeah, the the Ferris Bueller theme. It um, is from Ferris Bueller, which I think I right. guess it's not about shirtless men in Ferris Bueller. I don't remember the context in which they use it in Ferris Bueller. Right. But I know Fucking they love do. that movie though. Um, they they ever made a musical out of Ferris Bueller? I feel like you could you could do that. Karina, that is a dream. I might be a little old now, but unless they made like a, a young adult Ferris Bueller musical. Right. Yeah, but Sam is showing up in a bathing suit because he's like my body is the only important thing about me cuz my brain's too dumb. Right. And Blaine is like, "Are you co- overcompensating a little bit?" And Sam's like, "No, what are you talking about?" And Tina's like, "You're not the only one who's hot. Look at Blaine here. He's got a great butt." Oh, Tina. Oh, <laughs> Tina. Tina. And, and Sam literally says, "Put down the haterade." And come to the, my seminar. He does say haterade, doesn't he? And come to my seminar for boys posing for the calendar. Shout no out, chicks. Shout out to uh, Nick Price Cheerio, who is in the background of this scene. Oh, I missed that. Yep, Good for Nick Price Cheerio. And her next door. Oh, I hope she gets better soon. If she does, I won't be able to recognize her anymore because I've never <laughs> taken in the details of her face. <laughs> it's like Marley without her mom. Yep. Um, that's our new Kate Bush running <laughs> gag. Um. <laughs> Running up that gag. Um, Gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't oh, know exactly God. why, but I know. No. I know. We, yeah, we know. Oh, God. Again, it's been a day. Um. Anyway. We cut to Broga. Cut to Broga, which, like, I respect it. Like, I'm all for, like, I actually was kind of like, hell yeah, Sim. It's not all yeah. about lifting. You got to get that uh, core strength. You got to get that get flexibility. The flexibility, the centeredness. Yeah. Broke up. Don't go with your bros. There is 100% like, uh, it's not a pyramid scheme, but like there's like this guy that like has man flow yoga, which is like, it's yoga, but for dudes. And we yeah. go on retreats as dudes and we do yoga. Dude yoga. Dude yoga. Bro- yeah. Broga. It's, it's just broga for it real is, life. It's just broga IRL. Yep. And anyway- this also felt kind of meta when he was like, not every one of us here looks like they're on the CW. Some of us are more PBS. Yes, Artie is insecure about his body. And so his comment is, I was like, that's funny. I don't actually know if any yeah. of the people who will go on to be on CW are currently on CW. But mm. there is at least several people in this episode alone that will be on the CW. Oh, yeah. Including um, 
the senior whose short film it is, because I just looked her up, oh. and she was in the originals, which is a spinoff of The Vampire Diaries. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Artie is like, I don't really want to be shirtless in a calendar. And Sam is like, too bad, here's some white chocolate strip tips. Yeah, um, he does say that too. I know, right? One, shave. Um, because n- Joe's got a back that looks like Chewbacca's ass. Okay. Okay. Um, how does he know that? Um, well, I suppose they well locker room. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and then anyway, here's a mashup of Hot in Here with, I guess, a song called Centerfold? Yeah, Angels of Centerfold. I like the song Angels of Centerfold. Although it's one of those songs that when you hear the lyrics slowed down and not in the song, you're like, there's some weird ones in this. I believe that. It's not the first choice I would have done for a mashup, but it does happen. It it worked well enough, I would say. Yeah. Um, um and it's also a glee club number. They just fully do it for as if to say like here's our submission for regionals. Yeah. What do you think? Um <laughs> I I didn't hate it. Good gracious ass is bodacious is of course an iconic lyric. Um Chef's Chef's kiss. Kiss. I would have liked a little more centerfold. Who does that yeah. song? It's like the Jay it's not the Jay Giles band. Oh my god, it is the Jay Giles Band. Look at you! Look at you! I like that song quite a bit. That's a song about a guy who has a high school crush, and then years later opens up a Playboy magazine, and it turns out that his high school crush, he can now jerk it to her because she is the centerfold of this magazine. Good for him. Yeah, right? Sometimes dreams come true is, is really what the, <laughs> the message of that yeah. is. Keep and as we know, dreams, Hot in Here is about taking off all your clothes. Um... It fits. The best part about that song is that they are all getting spray tanned by the cheerleaders and they like pan down to Jake getting spray tanned and he's standing there like he literally like shrugs like Right. Um, like I don't know about this guy. I don't think you're doing a good tone matching job because the spray you're spraying me with is my skin color because you right. guys are not considering my uh my biracial co- heritage of color, yeah. Yep. Um so that was a good visual gag. Everyone yes. else is just loving a spray tan. There's a lot of push-up choreography, if I recall. Yes. Yep. It's very whipped into shape. It is. It's whipped into shape, but for the female gaze, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Is this the yeah, female go- gaze? I, I don't... You would know better than I would. I, mm, who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> My female gaze involves a lot more hosier, as we, as we have discussed, so... And I respect that about you. If they don't look slightly emancipated, then it doesn't doesn't work. Emancipated? It may. Mm, well, I guess. <laughs> if they, if they... Can I keep that? Can I keep that yeah, in? Yeah, sure. Okay. If they haven't been emancipated from their parents at sixteen, then I don't care. <laughs> Macy. Karina. Yeah. There it is. Like okay. slender, slender, yeah. thin. Yeah. Um, skin and bones. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of working on their fitness. It's fine. It's an odd choice of a mashup, but I don't hate it. Well, you know who loves it? Finn Hudson. Finn Hudson says, hell yeah, dudes. Yeah, you go, girls. I mean, and guys. Yes. Anyway, here's Finn with a cup of coffee and a lot of sugar. I do like that. Um, That's like hashtag gross. He was like, this stuff's disgusting. And then he, like all of us at that age, or maybe a little earlier, figure out that it's palatable the more sugar you add. And Uh then the older and bitter you become, much like your coffee. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Oh um, no, is coffee just a metaphor for aging? <laughs> I think we've cracked it. Shit. I think we're done here. So uh, Sue walks in, calls him a smut peddler. Yep. Um, you're bringing porn to these hallowed halls, and 
Finn's response is, you can suck a hot one because you're a hypocrite. I know that you took test, uh, you took estrogen and posed for Penthouse Black in the day. Back in the day, wow. Black in the um, day. And Sue was like, well, if that rumor was true, it was groundbreaking and you'll never find it. I promise you. And that's a challenge, apparently. I liked that she, there was another teacher in the teacher's lounge. And she only can identify her by the fact that she has Crohn's disease and does not know yeah. her name. And she says, don't worry, me and Crohnsy here are going to stop you. <laughs> Yikes. Justice for Crohnsy, I guess. Mrs. Crohnsy. What does she <laughs> Mrs. teach? Crohnsy. We'll never know. Yeah, exactly. My next note is, oh, and Brody's here, shirtless eating cereal. Okay. Oh, no, he's naked so, on one of Kurt's flea market chairs. Here's what sucks is we ended last episode with the cliffhanger of Rachel very rudely asking her boyfriend to move in without consulting Kurt. And then <laughs> we get rude. the only resolution of that we get is Kurt having to deal with Brody being categorically the worst roommate you could have. Which Off is the to bat. say he walks out of the room butt-ass naked, and steals Kurt's cereal? Yo. Without asking? Bro. Like, I can't believe we didn't get any part, like, part of Kurt being like, Rachel, what the fuck? Right. Like, he you has every right to invite be- your boyfriend to live with us without telling me. And now he's not wearing pants. Like, he gets a and little bit And he's stealing there, but... my cereal, and he's eating my groceries. Yeah. Like, we get a little move. bit of it. He's a little indignant, but I'm like, he, he deserves more of this plot. Oh, absolutely. And they get into Kurt being like, Rachel, you shouldn't do nudity. You're a serious actor. And Naked Brody is like, well, you gotta show your boobs if you want an Oscar. That has big Seth MacFarlane energy. It does. And I don't like Uh, that. And then he's like, Kate Winslet, Jennifer Connelly, Kathy Bates. And in my mind, I'm like, those those are all women, in fact. I saw someone on maybe a TikTok that was like, Man, if we had just let Seth MacFarlane be a singing, dancing man, like, the world would be better. Because clearly that's what he wants to do. Honestly, and I've seen the same thing about Hugh Jackman. I I saw that TikTok, too. That was like, why did we make this poor man be Wolverine? All all he he wants to do is dance. dance. Those are two men that both really just at their heart want to be in the music band, basically at all times. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And look what we And one of them got to do it. Yeah. One of them got to do it. Good for him. I wouldn't be surprised if Hugh Jackman is retired. He's he's done it. Um, This is a tangent, but it is about the music man. Um, Has your For You page been showing you clips from this short film with Anthony Rapp in it? No. Okay, it's this short film. I think it's just called Trouble. I don't remember who did it. Sorry. And it stars Anthony Rapp, and it's like a short horror thriller musical theater number where... Oh, like a guy played by Anthony Rapp comes and sings a song to an old retired like Harold Hill and basically gets revenge on him for screw. Like it's supposed to be marrying the librarian's little brother. I was going to say, is, is he Winthrop? Yeah. Um, it's a banger of a song. I haven't watched all of it yet, but it keeps showing up on my TikTok. So you should look. That's into cool. That. Yeah. A hundred percent. I fucking love Anthony Rapp. Yeah. God. He does a great job. Man, underrated treasure. You could have gone to see his his show. Instead, you went to see Bad Cinderella. Yeah. Hey, I was invited to Bad Cinderella. <laughs> you were I an got honored to see, guest. I was an honored guest. I saw it for free. The Sentimental Men podcast men were there. Ooh. Yeah, I've been meaning to tweet out to them. Anyway, yeah, if you want to win an Oscar, you got to show your boobs. Much like that song Seth MacFarlane sang at the Oscars one year. Right. 
And Kurt's like, you've changed, man. You've become slutty Barbie doing a porno. And it's like, not a, not a great move there, the but... Thing. We can knock people doing naked stuff in college and be like, you will be known about being in the naked thing forever. But right. also, we don't need to go so far in the other direction to be like, if you show your body for art in any way, you are a slut, slut, mix slut. Like, right. that's also not cool. You can do You can do naked things if you want. That's fine. Right. If Rachel right. had been really gung-ho about being naked in this film, we could have supported her. The right. The only reason, and, if, and, and we'll get to it, but, like, they do say, like, I was telling you that, like, I, I made this decision now and I'm making a different one now. Like, that's fine. That's, like, what consent yeah. is. Yeah. Rachel was yeah. cool with being it and then she stopped being cool with it and that's how it should work. But little Kurt is a little judgment man in this. Right. And as of right now, Rachel's growing up, so you should do the same, Kurt. I'm going to do it whether or not you support me. And then we see Kurt no more. Bye, Kurt, for the oh, rest yeah, of the episode. yeah, that's a good point. Oh, man. He, he, got, he deserved him. more. He got to go home early. Yes. Um, good for Chris Colfer, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, here's Marley and Jake. Um, it's cute or whatever. And then they sing that uh, Thousand Years song from Twilight. They sing the Twilight song. They sing not the, the Twilight, Twilight song. song. The Twilight song I don't really care for. I'm I this one I had to learn for um our friend's wedding mm. um or we'll call it his first wedding um and it, it, it's it's a lovely song um they Marley and Jake do a fine job with it um uh, but Brad isn't on the keys anymore I noticed no I noticed that too he's emancipated yes um, <laughs> from the Glee Club and hopefully yes. not emaciated hopefully not hopefully he's hopefully eating he's living large uh um. This is fine. The only thing I could think about during this was when Jenna, Kate, and I went to see Jason Mraz in concert, and Christina Perry, who uh, sings the song, opened for him. And there was, yeah, and she is great. Like, she does a great job live. She sang this. It was delightful. But there was just, like, a small group of us on the lawn going, sing the Jar of Farts song. Yeah, I was going to say. Sing Jar of Farts. And then she closed with that, and we were like, yeah! She did it! Um, This song, it reminds me of Twilight, and all I I thought about it was, like, it would have been more interesting if they'd done Flightless Bird, American Mouth. Uh, I just... Sorry, I just... I just saw my uh, I just saw my note that said, uh, Karina must hate this. I do! You're right! (laughs) I don't hate it. Like, I get a little sentimentality for Twilight in my soul, but I don't really care about Jake and Marley enough to... And... This right. Song is slow and reminds me of Bella Swan. Right. So. And and then they kiss and there's something I want to tell you, or no, there's something you want to tell me. I can tell. And she's like, I love uh, the song, song, but it's not right for regionals. And I just wrote chicken. They kiss for like kind of a long time in this episode. There's a lot of yeah. there's so much of them. A lot kissing, of mouth play. Which, like, yeah. Fine, but why so much of it? Why so much of it? And like. I don't, we don't care about them that much we yet. Don't. Like they have not. It's not like Rachel and Finn, where it's like, yeah, we had a lot to say about them, but they at least invested the time. I literally keep forgetting if they are dating or not at this point. Like because it was so ambiguous for so long about right. who she was with that them to suddenly be like at the state where they're confessing their teenage love to each other, which I buy that they could be having, but I'm just like, oh right, they're already right. here. I feel like we haven't witnessed their relationship enough for me to be invested in this plot. Sure. <sighs> My next note is bored. Yeah. For an episode called Naked, so far, not a lot of naked. Yeah, pretty clothed. Um, pretty modest. 
a nice modest <laughs> episode of Glee for your palate. Yes. Yeah, wholesome. Uh, we um, go to the library. Yeah, Artie rolls up to Finn. Finn is like, hey, Artie. Track down Sue's centerfold. Right, and he's like, you want me to to sift through miles and miles of porn? Bet. Yeah, right. She's like, good, you know, live your truth, Artie. Yeah. And then he's like. Honestly, on, on brand for Artie. Yes. Both good Artie and bad Artie. Yeah. I believe that both Arties love porn. Yeah, that's true. And that's just being a teenage boy from what I understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was never one myself. And then Artie is like, hey, Finn, I super don't want to be in this calendar. And Finn is like, it's so brave of you to tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Finn is like, yeah, that's totally fine, dude. Thank you so much for being vulnerable with me. I think that's pretty cool of you. And and I I feel like Finn got missed the point, but got the spirit, perhaps. Right. (laughs) Where Artie's like, my body is broken and I don't want to be seen as the guy in the wheelchair in this calendar. And so, (laughs) and by not taking my wheelchair away that also feels wrong and finn's like it's so cool you want your body to be private and right it's like oh like, close you're in the ballpark right. thanks man so brave and, and then immediately we cut to Ryder working out yep so was jake and they immediately take their shirts off and pose yeah and again after seeing bad cinderella a show about all of these people that are just canon beautiful yes like it's literally just 30 beautiful people on that stage talking about how beautiful they are. Yep. This was annoying. I, you know, it was annoying even without having seen Bad Cinderella. So, Ugh. I just don't need men flexing on my screen unless I'm seeing Magic Mike, which I never have and never <laughs> will. So, there you go. But they're coming out with the third movie, Karina. The last dance step up to the streets, Mike, magic, magic thing. Uh, and, oh, what's Jump in by Corbin Blue. Jump in. <laughs> you leave him out of this. He didn't do anything to you. Corbin Blue wasn't Mamma Mia. Not the movie, a stage production. I did see him on Broadway once. He was great. Good for him. Yeah. Anyway, Entertina and Kitty, they're uh they're here to talk concepts. Um Ryder's gonna be February and July, so Heart Boxers and Sexy Uncle Sam. Great, fine. Jake is June and October, so Beach and a Jake O'Lantern. Half a point for the cleverness. Jake O'Lantern over his naughty bits. Exactly. These are children. (laughs) Again, they definitely worked backwards. Someone said Jake O'Lantern, and they were like, man, for Halloween. And someone was like, no, dirty calendar. It's time to sell a dirty calendar to high school kids. I guess if you're selling, I guess, well, no, I don't want to think about the logistics of this. Let's move on. (laughs) Glee doesn't deserve my time thinking about law. Uh, no, no. Um, they've already broken so many. Um, anyway, Artie is March sexy leprechaun. Um, mm. uh, but anyway, somehow I guess Jake just wants to be with Marley. Um, it's to, oh because like there's bro talk and she's like I'm so sorry like, for talking about Marley in front of you, bruh. And he's like sometimes it stings, but I'm here for you because you're my bruh, bruh. And then it's like well she definitely loves me, and I would say it back to her, and he's like why don't you just say it first, and then like. There's a lot of that these past couple episodes. Like you, yeah. do, like, well, I know that I, I'm sensing a thing, but I don't know if what what he, he she they will do. And then it's like, well, you got to do it first, my guy. Someone's got to break the ice. Some uh, chicks dig uh, dudes who get naked emotionally. Yeah. And then not Brad is cut to not Brad playing the piano. And guess what? Now I'm another fucking ballad. Now I'm doubly bored because you know what's worse <laughs> than one 
slow love song. Another one that I Two. care about less. Oh my god! At least this... the first one was from Twilight. This one's just. <laughs> this one is just Neo on heroin. Yeah. Oh, and then he didn't sound like Kermit the Frog, and I wanted my bunny back he until didn't... he sounded until like Kermit the, the back Frog. Until the back half. Yes. And that back half, I was like sitting there being like, "This is a lot less Kermit than last time." And then all of a sudden, he does something to his voice, and I'm like, "There he is." There's my yep. favorite frog. He just like he just opened up. He let his chest voice come out, and it was just like, "Why are there so many if songs he had about some rainbows? Rainbow Connection?" Instead, again, I have a terrible Kermit. I'm sorry, guys. Go not on. everyone has to have a good Kermit. Fair. Thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Someone. Not everyone has a Kermit. Uh, this was whatever. It's boring, and Marley got way too emotional watching it. It's just a stool song. He's sitting on the stool. It's He's a stool choir song. And I'm just blah, like. Blah, blah. He also chickens out of telling her. Yeah. He's like, no, the song said it all. And I'm like, prepare for regionals, you dipshits. I know. Also, like, his friends being like, no, don't you have something you want to say to Marley? I'm like, you are in a classroom full of other people. This isn't a moment for all of you guys. Hey, Finn set the precedent last week with Sadie Hawkins where it's like, hey, sing a song to the guy you want to bring to the dance. And Ryder and Jake were like, I can do that too. And I'm going to keep doing that. The only way I know how to express my feelings is through song. Ugh. Anyway, turns out that Kurt summoned Quinn and Santana for an emergency intervention. On you, Rachel. I don't understand why they are here. I'm not, like, mad right? about it. It's nice to see them, but they truly love, did love not seeing need to them. be here, even a little bit. No. It's like they couldn't get Chris Cole for, for the rest of the episode, so they were like, well, who else do we have that we can call? Yeah, get on the phone, see if Diana's available. Yeah. And they're like, you can't do a nude scene. Think about the 2 2 tool rule. Well, what's that? Yeah. How are you going to feel about it in two weeks? Probably fine. What about two months? I don't know, nervous. What about two years? Guilty, because my kids will see it. That's right, they will, and they'll never look at you the same way again. Okay. Well, what about you, Santana? You had a sex tape. And she's like, fucking yeah, I did. I did. And it haunts it me to this day. Ass. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> like, look, Google my name. What comes up? Sex tape. Yeah. They're like yep. a little, they're they're like framed like angel and devil on the shoulders, except they're both in agreement that they don't want Rachel to do right. this. Because for once, we actually have your best interest in mind. I don't know about that, but okay. My my only thing about this scene that I quite liked was they were, Rachel's like, you came all the way to New York just to see me? And they're like, yeah, also to shop. Valid. Great shopping in New York. Yeah. Lots of lots of options. <laughs> I also like Santana's bit where she was like, but Rachel's like, but some women find it empowering to do topless art. And Santana's like, yeah, but they're not doing it for a shitty student film. And yeah. Like, that's really the point, isn't it? Right. Uh, anyway, cut to the shoot. Here's naked men. I'm sorry. <laughs> Half naked men. Half naked men. Joe has a lot of tattoos, it turns out. Yes, um, for the Lord. Yes, tattoos for Jesus. Inked for Jesus, as it mm -hmm. were. Um, yeah, Sam is a full-on jerk here. Yeah. Uh, Blaine calls him out on the side like the good friend he is because this isn't you, who you are, Sam. And Sam's he's like, putting I need all people his worth to... on his body and forgetting that he's a nice person. Right. And he's like, I need to make people laugh at my impressions because otherwise or because my appearance already has them on board in this life. You got to be special. And he's and Blaine, Blaine is like, but you are special. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm tired because all I do is watch what I eat and work out. It's so hard to be a hot guy. 
Right, and Blaine's like, dude, chill. We love yeah. you regardless. You could have 7% body fat and we'd still love you. And we would still laugh at your impressions. And it's like, this could have just been an episode yeah. about guys with body issues because that's a real thing. It is. And like, they tried to scratch the surface of it, but they spent too much time with, with Rachel and her boobs. Right. Ugh. Pick a side, guys. Pick a lane. Is it going to be guy naked or girl naked? Right. And if you don't want to pick a lane, have two different episodes and make it a theme or something. I don't know. Naked week. But naked week. Fine. Ugh. God. Um. But yeah, like, this could have been a whole thing of, like, Artie feeling this way, Sam feeling that way because they both feel the pressures of what men have to look like. Right. And, and then Artie they come together at that. the end and realize that it's unhealthy both ways and they should just right. be themselves exactly but that would be too sensical not to mention like a whole episode about body issues and we have just skated right by marley and recovery for an eating disorder right that your a b and c plots right there yeah so anyway finn outmaneuvers sue sylvester by finding the porn but he didn't find the porn exactly he just tricked her into thinking it was the porn so he could get her confession about it on tape machiavellian yeah finn's yeah finn's got moves and um, sue is literally like a worthy adversary haha finn yeah. hudson <laughs> yes a formidable opponent um i did love that she opened the envelope and it was a highlights yeah. magazine that was really fucking funny to me good visual gag because who doesn't remember a highlights magazine oh my god the crowned magazine of dentist offices yes even though the hidden search was always already done you think those just show up with the hidden searches done already for you i hope not because then i would feel like i was lied to right but we cut to uh sam walking into emma's office good for jamie mays for getting a paycheck yeah. that day um, um you want some pamphlets yes please uh one of them was toxic shock syndrome I believe classic. Um, hold on, I can get I can get you the screenshot. In fact, I just have to have a really good pause. Proper wiping, easy as one, two, three. Uh, another classic. Uh, is there blood in my pee? <laughs> and this one just says pretend <laughs> disease. Love it. No notes. Yes. So it's intervention time. Jim Mays is here to explain to you that college doesn't isn't always all about test scores. Uh, yeah. Shows Sam a, a hefty pile of score of. Uh, schools that will let him in without test scores and scholarships that he could use to afford college. He's got a good life story. He could definitely write a good personal essay. Oh, absolutely. I was a teenage stripper. Like, I'm sure some colleges will eat that up. Right. Like, a recovering stripper in a way, because it's, yeah. like, what, 2012 and we're still like, and we're still not hip to sex work yet? Correct. That's true. Um, How stripping almost ruined my life, but show choir brought me back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Too real. Um, I speak from experience, um, but... There's a confusing uh, layer to Ian's backstory that I do not understand now. <laughs> See, this is one of those benign things I want to lie about for no reason. Just be like, like of course I was a teenage just, stripper. Right, oh my god. On the mean streets. I would do it too. Not the stripping, but lie about it, I would not, say Yes, I, I assumed um, you would just make up the... Oh, yes. One of the, one of the, the colleges was just a Judaica studies school, and that was funny. They don't um, care about test scores. Good for them. They don't. Yeah. Um, and it is, like, really nice and sincere. Yeah. You've accomplished a lot, more than you give yourself credit for. Um, but we'll put a pin in that because... It's true. In terms of, like, extracurriculars, he's got a good rounded out. He's got a sport. 
he's got a arts thing and he's on the student council like that's a really well-rounded school resume yeah and he's canon dyslexic so not yeah. that he can like ride that but like that's another consideration yeah. piece yeah it probably means he actually should have had accommodations for his sats and oh thank you um didn't even think of that until just which now he might have had it. and still did poorly Perhaps. you can you can have accommodations and still just test bad but sure uh regardless good for blaine for b- looking out for his friend right um but now rachel's in a robe she's being directed it's yep we're on set very annoying th- like film school major bullshit yes um she doesn't want to drop the robe yes i did there is the classic joke where she, the actress rachel's like cut and the director's like only i can say cut. only i can say cut, cut. yeah <laughs> yeah um because she's nervous now she doesn't want to do it uh she doesn't want so many people in the room but they're here for you rachel okay well then everybody has to take their clothes off and all the guys running the 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 crew are like okay so then it's just a room of this one director gal shirtless dudes and rachel in a robe one of the guys i think the guy who says like okay everyone take your clothes off is the same actor who is in Pitch Perfect that he just runs yes. the the clicker circle guy For during the yeah during the the uh, riff off yes. yeah uh, we love that guy we do good for him and at this point again it's post Pitch Perfect yes so. so it's always it's it's always Pitch Perfect all the way down it's exactly uh, wouldn't have it any other way anyway there's live music on the set you don't see that very often no that's how you can tell it's an art film exactly. Um, but she still can't do this. She's not ready. She Again, she was telling the truth when yeah. she agreed to it, and now she's telling the truth now. I liked that one line that, yeah. where she was like, I yeah. thought I was, I was I, when I agreed to do this, I thought I was going to do it, and now that it's happening, I don't want to, and it's my body, and I can change my mind. She doesn't right, say that in so gonna... many words, but that's the, that's the content. And, the context. and to that point, she's also like, I don't shame anyone for doing it. Yeah. That's also their choice, and here's mine. Yeah. So fine, good. No, thank you. Yeah, they could have made a whole episode about women and art and bodies and things like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here's Love Song by Sarah Bareilles. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about this. Okay. Uh, let's talk about this. I like that we got a song that was Quinn, Santana, and Rachel. That is right? not a combination we get a lot, maybe mm-hmm. ever. They sounded right. lovely together. We haven't had Quinn's song in a long time. Those are my pros. Yeah. Here are my cons. Go on. Uh, one, I hate Sarah Burrells. <laughs> How are we friends? I'm sorry. I've never, I've just, I've never, can't do it. This. I fucking love Sarah Burrells. I'm sure she's, she's fine. I just, this song never got me. I hate the song Brave. I like, I like the songs in Waitress. Waitress is great. Yeah. I, so I don't like Sarah Burrells' bass line. Um, so I'm coming okay. in negatively. Two, what the fuck does this song have to do with empowering yourself and making a choice for yourself that part right there this is not a song about self-empowerment a... or making choices feeling good about yourself this is a song this about is a song a love song about her record label yeah. saying hey write a love song and she's like i'm not going to write you a love song yeah. because you asked for it hey that would be a great song it's a hit yeah this has nothing to do with what and why are they singing it together it makes I mean, no like, sense it's dumb they were just like to the point where I was like, has this always been in this episode? Did they add this Honor- in for the Disney Plus version? Like, it was cut and they added it back <laughs> in? No, it's always been here. Right. And it's like, fine that Rachel's there, whatever. 
But if this were like seasons one through three of the show yeah. and it were the Holy Trinity, like yeah. top fucking tier. That would have been amazing. It could have been Quinn led. Like she has yep. that Sarah Bareilles yeah. like timbre to her voice in a way. And they're but all like no, looking at we each got... other like so pleased to see each other. Like like Santana gives like this like little like, oh, Rachel, I'm so proud of you face. I'm like. This is the epitome of Glee is doing this for some reason. Glee, yeah, Glee is like, we need another song. We need one that we know is going to sell. And, like, the arrangement was killer. They had some amazing harmonies here. Loved that. Again, could have been Tina. Yeah. Could have been Rachel. I mean, or could have been Mercedes. Could have been Brittany. It's like they filmed this for something, and then they didn't know where to put it. And so they just right. put it in this episode. They're like, well, we've got this scene of Santana Quinn and Rachel singing love song. We don't really have anywhere else for it to go. So you want to just stick it in the episode about nakedness? It doesn't make sense, but whatever. People will still buy it. But also the film was the band. The film crew was the band, too. Yes, I did like that. That was wild. Um, and they're still shirtless. And they're still shirtless. Anyway, yeah, the only reason for this scene is that Rachel's like, let me buy you dinner, stick around. And Santana's like, yeah, I'd love to. I'm in no rush to get back to Kentucky. New York seems a lot more like my speed. Winks at camera. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And my my last note on that was neat. Yeah. Sure, it can be neat. I like the three of them singing together. Yeah, yeah, totally. Man, I still on the Cerebrellis thing, Karina. God damn it. I just, it's... I <sighs> I get I mean like I get not liking those two songs because those songs were like oversaturated in and the I zeitgeist. I'll, I'll be honest, because they were overplayed, I couldn't name a single other Sarah Brella song. Right, and she has so many amazing songs that aren't those two, and I'm not gonna sit here and be like, well, you really gotta listen no. to the 2019 album. Is she a good performer? Um, like, act- oh my god, yes. But like acting wise, performer. Yeah. I know she's been she in was, some stuff lately. She was great in Into the Woods. Yeah, like, I feel like she's probably a nice person. Like I said, Waitress laughs. Oh, yeah. Um, Sarah, uh, Renee worked with her on Waitress. Oh. And she's just, like, she's just, like, a nerd like the rest of us. Like, it's great. Is she female Jason Mraz? In a way. That's also the vibe I but, get. Yes, but, and again, like, it's because I also love Jason yeah, I know. Mraz. Like, it's, it's your vibe for sure. Where were we? Sam is, like, I don't want to write an essay, and Blaine is like, don't worry, right. I've compiled some pe- people to say nice things about you. And it's like a video yeah. montage of people saying nice things about him. It is really moving. Um, yeah, it was great. And, like, it, it reaches him, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Blaine's a good friend, etc. Yeah, bro hug. Um, and then slam. Sam approaches Artie and is like, hey, man, you're... I was kind of a jerk. I really want you to do this calendar because the calendar isn't just about being shirtless. And you won't be the only guy who's not shirtless in this calendar. And then we see the calendar. And most of the guys are shirtless. I thought, like, oh, they're going to refilm it to be, like, cute and, like, still attract men, but not so much just shirtless. No, that didn't. No. Why is this the Bad Cinderella of Glee episodes? Is there a sexy calendar in Bad Cinderella? No, it's just a lot of shirtless dudes. Yeah, well. And then the one dude who's not shirtless, and then more shirtless dudes appear, and they're like, check out this guy who's not shirtless. Oh, well, I'm still going to be shirtless. Um, 
Yeah, and so when we do get to, like, Artie, it's just, like, him in a leprechaun costume. He's fully in, he's in a full fucking leprechaun drag, and then he's in a full fucking pilgrim yeah, drag. Yeah, and then Sam is like, I'm a lifeguard with a shirt on, or he's like, now I'm right. a small schoolboy. That was funny. That was funny. And then it's, like, sexy Valentine's Day with Ryder with just a heart instead of pants. And right. you're like, okay. Okay. Um... And they've raised three hundred fifty dollars yep. from this, which is um, almost that what they need to pay for the transportation. Great. Also, where's sugar? Yeah, you think <laughs> she'd be all over this? You think Dad would have just given her four hundred dollars? That's, That's true. pocket change to them. That's probably nothing. But she might even have that in her pockets. Literally pocket change. Yeah. Um, Dottie hits on Ryder. It's weird. Yep. And then Jake has one for Marley. And right next to the pumpkin ass, it says, I love you. Romance at the at its <laughs> finest. Pinnacle. Peak romance. And she goes, I love you back. And that then was kind of cute. That's very high school. That was like, kind of cute. Yeah. And then they kiss for like kind of a long time. Right. And then, and then Becky's, Becky's like, now in love with Artie. Yeah. Becky's like, cool. get a room, guys. <laughs> but you, Mr. Artie in the wheelchair. Yeah. And then who's like... Oh, I guess it's Sam that's like, it's going to be a happy new year. Except he doesn't yes. say that. He just says something about it being like, hey, it's new a new year. year. New, new year, new me. Anyway. I wish they had gone to sing I'm Giving Up My Vices and going back back to school. Yeah, that would have worked. Anyway, here's a great big world song. I, I'm going to be honest. I got to this point. I was like, mm, this seems like the last thing they're doing. I'm going to, I'll let it play, but I'm going to sort of zoop right over the head yeah here's the thing and again ian loves very specific types of music love great big world love this album this album came out like right when i was fresh out of college moving to new york getting settled into my new life like this album was like there for me i actually like um one of the two dudes of that duo used to work with one of my bosses at my day job and like I, we all ran into each other at my day job, and my boss introduced me because she knows that I'm also a performer and yeah, you know, a bit of a professional. I was like, oh yeah, I know who you are. I'm a big fan. Um, your first album was quite like yeah, was definitely influential on my first album. I just really appreciate you. Thank you for that. And he was like, cool, love to hear that. Tell me about yourself. He and I got chatting. It was great. But this song just felt so wasted in this context. Yeah. It feels like they got the rights to the song and they forgot, so they had to throw it together. Much like the love song. They're just like, well, we got this song. Where can we put right. it? Here's fine, I guess. Yeah, and it's like, I like, like, this isn't my favorite one of their songs, but this could have ju- this could have been... Th- this could have been as strong an ending production number as some of the other ones we've seen. Yeah. But it feels like they just didn't take the time to do it because we spent so much time, like, deciding whether or not to be naked and spending all of our budget money on black and white filters or something. Yeah, and it's, like, filmed not quite black and white, so they just all look very washed out in a weird way. Right. Like There's no real choreography. No, and, like, it's it's fine. And you're like, oh, remember Uniques in this club, and then... Right, and, like, we do get some unique riffing, and that's cool. But it, it just doesn't pop the way the other ones have. Nope. And, like, I was so bummed about that because it's, like, I'm sure this was, like, great promo for the band in general. Yes. But it's, like, imagine 
what it could have done if they actually like nailed this number the way they had in the past. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this I I was like I'm not going to engage with this number. It was fine. I don't but... blame you. Like, uh, I'm I was sad about yeah, it. Like, fair. I don't know why I got like so riled up about it. Fuck me. Because when you care about something, you want it to be better. You know me so well, Karina. Anyway, that's how this episode ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my last note is why. And that's so often the case. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Um, just like in Matilda. Yep. <laughs> So let's talk. This episode had, I thought, it felt like it had a lot of songs. It really only had, like, what? One, two, three, four, five. It had six songs, which is not the most we've ever had, but it really felt like they came really rapid fire after one another. Like, yes. right out, like, we're finishing Centerfold right into A Thousand Years, right into Let Me Love You, and you're like, oh, wow, okay. We are yeah. we are singing the house down. Which is to yeah. say, let's let's talk about these songs. Yeah, what are the songs? You have to choose one of these songs and put it on your uh, iPhone 4, I think, is what we're at, too. Yeah, yeah. Here are your choices. Uh, Torn, a duet between Leah and Michelle and herself. Uh, (laughs) A mashup of Hot in Here and Centerfold, A Thousand Years, the Twilight song. Let Me Love You, a parenthetical, Until You Learn to Love Yourself. Uh, Love Song. Too long a parenthetical. And This Is the New Year. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I might go with Love Song just because it's, like, a good-sounding song with Quinn and Santana. It's boppy, it's fun, it's an earworm. And frankly, once you remove um, it from the context, it, it like, it makes more sense without it, right. trying to, like, fit in the context of the episode. Absolutely. It stands, it stands well enough on its own. I think I'm surprised by my own answer, but I think I'm going to go with the Centerfold Hot in Here mess up. Just because it's, like, nothing else on this list. I... I simply right. cannot choose either of those two ballads. We've discussed my feelings about Sarah Bareilles. So mad. And uh, if I'm going to listen to Torrin cover, it's not going to be the Glee one. So. <laughs> Fucking God. <laughs> uh. So I guess I'm going to have to own a mashup of Angels of Centerfold and Hot in Here. Fine. Honestly, I don't judge you for that one bit. Sometimes you got to make tough choices. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Do you think? Uh, okay. Yes. I thought it was okay. a song while I was watching Glee. You know how we talk about like songs that Glee should or shouldn't have done with our guests. Yeah. I had a cursed thought while watching this episode because of songs I've had stuck in my head lately, and it mm-hmm. is Glee covers the Lonely Island. Ugh. They don't do that probably for several reasons, including the fact that very few of those songs are appropriate <laughs> to put on network tv network tv but just imagine primetime tv imagine a world where they can oh get away with god that. i'm gonna be haunted by already singing jizz in my pants you are Ugh. hate it i hate it yeah but like but thank you for that a lamb no, duo I, you... singing i'm on a boat that would be actually pretty that would probably be pretty killer yeah. not gonna lie even with finn maybe like right if you get you like if you get like the season two crew yes. to do i'm on a boat that could hit could could operative word could hit. could is a big word there it's doing a lot of heavy it's doing lifting. a lot of work <laughs> just because those particular three white boys can pull it off doesn't mean that glee can right. pull it off that's an important doesn't mean thing they to should know. anyway uh. i just want you to ruminate on that one for a while <laughs> thank you you're welcome ian where can people find you on the internet oh well i have a fun update you can find me <gasps> on twitter instagram and tiktok at ibroski oh my 
god, he did it, guys! I modified the Ibroski on TikTok, but still, it's yes. the the name is consistent across all platforms now. Yes. Um, what about you, Karina? You can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, and that is Epic Adventurov. The show is at Aggressive, Aggressive at gmail.com with your long-form thoughts and feelings. Karina, what should they write in about this week? Tell me your favorite song by The Lonely Island. Yeah, totally. Oh, totally. Oh, my God. There's some hits. There's some hits. I say this because as someone who's inexplicably... Okay, here's the two songs that I've had stuck in my head all week. Uh, one is Ross Trent by okay. The Lonely Island. Yes. Um... And it's just been there constantly. Unfortunately, the other one is Augustus Gloop from the new, uh, the newer Willy Wonka. Why? Because, okay, you know people were making all those remixes of Rihanna dancing to other songs? <laughs> oh, yes. We're well aware. And one aggressive. of them was Cats, obviously. and they Two of them really were well. Cats, yes. Yeah. But one of them was also the Augustus Gloop song. Wow. And it worked shockingly well and i'm like yeah. damn that augustus gloop song kind of slaps <laughs> i fucking love that so oh think my about goodness that. uh well oh um hashtag lee aggressive yep um like comment subscribe tell your friends tip the show if you want patreon question mark patreon question mark Get again i will pro- i will promise you bad cinderella reviews i will promise you or we at least will promise you um muppet musical casting content we will talk about any musical you want if you with the muppets yeah yeah or, or without general, the muppets you, we will talk about it if you just want it. us to talk or and specifically talk shit about things we'll happily oh, do that oh absolutely for you. we'll Merch. slander people it's fine <laughs> <laughs> we'll slander people behind the paywall <laughs> anything goes behind the paywall so yeah get get at us in the comments if that's something you're interested in please um yeah well thank you so much for joining us listeners uh you can join us next week when we will be discussing season four episode 13 which is called diva i thought we already had one called diva once before i must be wrong i thought the same so that makes two of us uh this episode has at least one iconic thing Okay. So, well, I I, I saw that. I saw a pretty decked out unique in like the promo like shot for it. Okay. Yeah. So lots to look forward to, which means Ian, does this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? It does not make me want to watch the next episode of Glee. No, that's fair. It wouldn't make me either. But I know something cool is coming next week, so hang hang tight. I am interested in why decked out unique. That's fair. She deserves it. Glee. Aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive, glee, aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive.